You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. This is your therapy session. You can just let it all out. Yep. Alicia told me uh, um, today, I think, she said, a lot of people have been driving by honking because <laughs> of your sign out there. <laughs> what if you do, you do all this painting and then someone tags like Trump 2020 on the side of your house? <laughs> You got I want it to be on uh, a nice paint job. <laughs> I don't want to be like, oh, look at that heap that they drew on. <laughs> can firemen? Why are we not? Are we recording this? Is this a show? Because this is sure. a show. <laughs> Hold on here. Make sure. Oh, it didn't. See, Zoom keeps updating and the features keep changing. It should, it, yeah, it says it's recording, so we're seven minutes in. Okay. I was going to get my picture here. Have you not enabled screen sharing again? I don't know. Uh, uh, well, I, I this, have no idea. Whether this is a different account because I was trying to get the, uh, f- the free time. Yes, he is a problem again. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I quit listening after we got like 13 runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations <laughs> on taking the Ohio Cup once again. I keep that sucker in Ohio. The made up award no one cares about. <laughs> well, that's something to really complain about. I pay so much for everything. You guys are lucky you're not in range of this bat. <laughs> and it, this has pissed me off forever. Is all this blackout bullshit. We pay for all this. You can't get a, a freaking service that will consistently have access to the games. That's it a- does you no good to switch to another service and go through all that because they'll be the next one to not have it. It you can't just pay you can't just pay and have that's it makes no sense and then when they're on tv even when your team finally is on nationally it's blacked out because you have access to it in your local area i mean i want to murder somebody about this baseball how can they not, not get it figured out baseball has so many problems with viewership and like no one's watching or caring about baseball under the age of 90 and they can't figure out like well yeah, make it much harder for you to watch games. Right. It, it makes no sense. It, it it drives me freaking crazy. It's like I can't even watch. I've been watching, you know, hockey. I, I've been a Penguins fan forever, but I would have watched some of the Columbus game, but it's blacked out. It's like, what the hell? It's like, why are you making it so hard? And like I have dish, and their thing is like we've got the dish promise, and we're out. But if they just they're being unreasonable, we're not going to make that deal. It's like, and like as if I know who's being unreasonable. Yeah, well, I have once, no They idea. have they do that once a year where they come out like, well, we don't want to raise your rates, but they're making us. Yeah, I you know I don't even care if they raise the rates. It should be available to me on any any of these services if you want to make it ridiculously priced then it's my fault but and it should be cleveland cincinnati pittsburgh like all those games should be available on whatever you have but it's like well if you want cleveland you got to go with this service and if you want mm-hmm. pittsburgh well that's suddenly like it's, it's so stupid it's yeah. so stupid i think we're okay now should be able to screen share i do believe but yeah i um i'm i'm just lucky that <laughs> that uh th- on my hulu live i have that fox i have sports time ohio fox and just fox sports ohio so i'm usually good with the indians games and the cavalier games 
but I don't think I even get the hockey stuff. Yeah, but you sign up for MLB mm-hmm. full package or whatever. Well, you can't watch your home team. Like, right. I could watch the it's Oakland so... A's or whatever, but like anybody cares about anybody but their home team. Ninety-eight percent of the freaking right. population, and that I mean, I know that everybody fights with this. Yep. And it makes no freaking sense. They're killing. Them. The whole thing it makes me not want to even pay any attention yeah i don't understand why these sports why you don't have a choice like there should be an option of what pick my teams or something because even with nfl football where we live here you have cleveland pittsburgh and cincinnati and it's even baltimore and when after you throw them in it's you have a 25 percent chance of what game you're going to get in the area and i've said before it's already proven what the biggest team of the 90s were the Atlanta Braves and the Chicago Cubs are still the biggest team in the world because those games were on every day on TBS and WGN everyone in the country with cable could watch those games and they had huge fan bases what that that should tell you something make sure make the games available yeah Yeah. they will root for whoever's eventually on television all the time so anyway, but I'm glad I'm glad sports are back. We've been watching. Me too. Uh, I'd like to watch them. Yeah, we've been watching some NBA stuff too, and uh, it's been great. Like, no doubt the NBA. We were talking about this. They knew what they were. They had a better plan than anybody. And when I first heard that idea with Major League Baseball, oh, we're gonna play. We're gonna have a bubble out in Arizona. I thought that will never work. And so far. <laughs> The NBA is the only one that is working completely. You know, they have zero positive cases. So, uh, anyways. So, I'm tired. That's why I'm cranky. <laughs> I paint my house this week. I took the week off. So, I'm out there all freaking day. I've got sunburnt to hell. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the one joy is I got to put my freaking sign up and let's see if we can see here. Host disabled participant screen sharing. I click save on it. Son of a... So I think I can hit you with this. <laughs> you can here. throw it that far? Yeah. <laughs> perspective are you scared of this <laughs> I got my hockey stick up here I carry around when I'm watching hockey this is for baseball I you'd be Wait I bet minute, you be, ready yeah Get in the oh, box. Freaking, watch out clip oh <laughs> insert broken glass sound <laughs> I uh yeah I stand here and shoot Guess what? You'll never guess. I stand here and shoot fucking ping pong balls in the back of the couch while I watch hockey. I got, that's the one I got plenty of. It's like Mr. Moose walked in here and dropped a bunch of ping pong balls. That's a dated reference. Mm-hmm. I got nothing on that one. Mr. Moose? Mr. Green Jeans? Is that better? Oh, I've heard of that one. Yeah. Captain Kangaroo. They tell a joke. Mr. Moose tell a joke and then ping pong balls that fall out of the ceiling. Right, can I share this now? I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Host disabled your life. I am. Um, anyway, I put my sign up and yeah, I've been getting some honks. This is my, uh, my sign. I was putting Nick's like annoying me. Cause I can't <laughs> think. Um, anyway, uh, it's out there, people honking, driving by, and yes, um, it has been noticed from my house that there is uh, there's some honking going on. Yeah, you know, there's some. I've had one guy stop and just yell. That was good. I was, like, yeah, buddy, or boo you. It was illegible. <laughs> I don't know what it was. So then it doesn't matter. No, I just went. Yeah, I went and smiled and. Waved, always just smile, and that just make them matter if they're mad. I don't know who's mad. So I've seen people just totally 
I, there's been people that I'm waiting for someone to go in the ditch off the other side of the road because they they like jerk the car and turn their head back. They miss it. They want to see it. And no, they're just they don't know what's going on. Who the heck is Andy Function Dalt? <laughs> <laughs> he ain't on the ballot. Yeah. Anyway, they. They like it. What um, yeah. People stop and just totally stop their car and take a picture of it. Oh, it's pretty good. I was. I, I was picture. excited when 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 you put it out. I, I couldn't wait to see what happened. Yeah. Yeah, I was putting. I put it in the ground, like it is. It is on the last inch of my property. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, kind of obscure. Right on the, the edge, next, yeah. The next guy's sign. I don't, I'm not a sign guy, but I looked at that sign of his four years ago, and I, I'm not doing it again. So I put put this up. I was putting it in the ground. It was funny as right as he was pulling in his driveway, like a foot away. It was great. It was exhilarating. I believe I. I think that's you. how you described it. Yes, it was. I knew I was alive. Anyway, oh, I got a gun. Check this out. This bad boy. Guess what this is. It looks a like little it. more severe than a Nerf gun. It has a Nerf look to it, definitely. Yeah. Don't shoot this at your kids. This is stupid, but great. It's a, this is a assault gun. It says bug assault. Bug assault. Okay. Assault rifle, obviously. Uh-huh. But yeah, you cock it, sights pop up. You load salt in here, table salt, and you shoot bugs with it. Wow. You can buy a laser sight for it, but I haven't needed it yet. <laughs> and it just what kind of range does it? Yeah, does, does it, it spray salt or is it more it, concentrated? It, it, it sprays just a pinch of salt. You use cock it and it drops it takes a thing up here and just takes a little bit down in there and then it's like you know just uh huh it's got the same concept as a nerf gun just like and it uh it shoots out just a spray of salt and that they don't know what happened but uh and i of course the most me thing i don't it says you can use this table salt but you can all you can buy oh you can buy high performance salt I mean, <laughs> high performance which if i rip this off like hollow point it, salt if i was mm-hmm. were to rip this off and it did not say morton's i'd be pretty disappointed yeah i'm pretty sure whatever that costs above normal salt yeah is just they're, oh, they're laughing at you i could uh have enough salt for 10 apocalypses for the price of this. So what can you hit a baked potato from across the room? No. Yeah. No, this is just a, a few feet. This mm. I mean, you got to be So you got to You can see the bug. Yeah, you got to you know, sneak up on it. You just get there. That's it. Get it cliff in your sights. And then pull for it is it. And if and the worst thing could happen Get a little salt mm. on the floor. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. And a dead bug. They were like, if, if it lands on your food, you could just shoot it and something. No. You mm. could, you could, but then you still, you're just, now you've killed a bug on your food. It may just be salt you're adding, but. Yeah. Now, now, what would Mr. Miyagi think of that? Um, what kind of shortcuts? Man who kills fly. With bug assault, <laughs> and can do anything. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So that that reminds me of a of a show I watched this uh, the other day. Carly and I, uh, on your recommendation, binged watched that Love on the on a on the Spectrum on yes. Netflix, and uh, 
I don't remember his name, but he he described himself as a little Chinese boy, and he Calvin. when he was on his date and and he was uh, that's Calvin, right? Okay, yes, it was. I think it was Calvin. I think. Yeah. And and that girl and his date said, "How do you how do you use those chopsticks? You're really good at that." And he said, "I'm yeah. a Chinese boy." That show is delightful. <laughs> it was great. We watched it all in one day, one afternoon. Yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, there's like five episodes. This Getting the Kapow recommendation here. A lot of people our age aren't interested in commitment. They're only interested in intercourse. <laughs> Finding love can be hard for anyone. Do you feel anything about me? Um. Some girls don't feel like dating someone with disabilities. <sighs> that was too awkward. Even though I'm on the spectrum, I'm capable of falling in love. Well, I hope we can help you achieve that. I really hope so too. Seriously, do. This series follows young adults on the autism spectrum. Hello there. It's very, uh, uh The Bachelor. Because it's entirely scripted. Where's my script? Uh, let's see. Uh, no. As they navigate the confusing world of relationships and dating. Should we pay for ours separately or something? What is your disability? Because I'm not seeing one. What does autism look like to you? Point taken. I just knew I was different. Shanae just <laughs> felt similar to me. I love you. I want to experience love. <laughs> Don't automatically think we're going to start kissing right now. That was going so well. <laughs> love on the spectrum. It's about um, people with Asperger's or autism, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, they're looking for love. Yeah. And they're just, it's such a good, it's such a good show just for like letting just another, another platform be able to see into how these people have to live, what the problems they face and see how normal they are. Yeah. They're, they're socially, socially awkward and and they bring in, exactly. And they bring in some coaches to help them. But I was like, finally, uh, reality dating show i can watch oh man it's so uh lovely <laughs> i'm just like i'm just like well i don't know uh it, it doesn't it's just these dates are just like the most precious pure things that were ever crafted it's just like <laughs> oh they just like each other and they're trying to they're... communicate and it's so hard it's so hard but... But they're it was... just so awkward, but it's so you just want them to. But when uh, who who was it? The one girl, mm. um, that Rick. is kind of deaf, and she went oh. on a date with Lotus. Yes, and she asked her what her favorite flower was, and Lotus was like, <laughs> "My name is Lotus. <laughs> My name is Lotus. I'm going with that." But it was just so they like. It was just so nice that they just liked each other, and they were. Willing to put, you know, it, it, it was interesting. Let each other, other they, they all of them, because they all, they all know how what the things they struggle with. Right. So they know they are all consistently thinking about the other person and what they're dealing with mm-hmm. in the situation. They're like, they might be overwhelmed. Like that guy Michael is one of my favorites. He's the best. He just one. has it all figured out. Yeah. He's got it all figured out. He's like, I'm gonna be. You know, he he. Some of my favorite quotes of his are just like, I don't want kids because they'll ruin my life and I won't be wealthy. You know, he's <laughs> like, I don't know what the plan is, but he's just like, it's like, wow, wow. Michael already knew this at 25. He's got it all figured out. And he's, he's like, I'm just gonna, he's like, I'm, she's going to be my queen. I'm like, what he's like, they go in his room and they're like, like, what are those ducks? He's like, well, he's got a thing written here. It's I bought these. So I'm looking for love. It says (laughs) there's that there. He's like, it's like, if you're looking for love, you take these ducks and you set them on your thing facing each other. Mm-hmm. He's like, I bought these six years ago. <laughs> He's just like super serious. Like this is going to work. I'm like, dude, 
Might want to try some freaking giraffes or something. These ducks are yeah. not doing the They're, job. They weren't working. I, uh, I, I, Michael was my favorite. And when, uh, when he goes on the, I think it was the second date and I don't remember the girl's name, but they both liked comic conventions. They're in Australia. Okay. Mm. This is an Australian show. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. they're going to meet up at the comic convention and she is like a cosplayer. She's all decked out in like this anime uh, character and he shows up and he's dressed as the skipper from right. Gilligan's Island. And Nick, Nick and I were watching and I was like, this is me. This is, I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I, she wants to talk about anime and I want to talk yeah. about <laughs> And I've never seen somebody so excited to meet Don Wells who played oh, man. Marianne and Don, I was like, you know, Nick, I'm curious to see if he is surprised when he sees her, whether he really thinks she's going to look like she, I mean, of right. course not. He's totally, he's got it all figured out. That guy knows what's going on. But he, he was just, he was honest. It was the highlight of his life that he met Don Wells yeah. and he told and she her. signed. Yeah. He told her she signed his cookbook and took a picture and uh, and, yeah, and I just like he's on the date with this girl, and he's like, "Well, gonna go meet Don." Was Lewis. nice seeing. Him. <laughs> he just walks but, off. Yeah, but he was so. I mean, the things that were so, so great. Like I said, when they went on their first date or whatever, and he and she got kind of overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and he was just like so worried about he about her and what he, he understood might have done the wrong. struggle. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it is so. Uh, it's just wholesome, mm-hmm. is what I'm the word I was looking for. This is just wholesome content. To just you root for everybody on this. Yeah, we were we were a little disappointed because we were so favoring Michael. Yeah. From the first episode, um, by the time it got to like the the fourth and fifth episode, and it, he had basically it, it had moved on to other people. Yeah. And we were just sitting there like, I just want to know what's going on with Michael. There was one dude, one of the later dudes, were, uh, reminds me of a guy I work with. I'm going to re- recommend this show to him and see if he... See if he makes the connection. Does he notice anything? <laughs> that's base, That's you, dude. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that, that one guy, the red-headed guy was mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, yeah. And the, the guy that likes dinosaurs, oh my gosh. His yeah. grin cracks me up. He's just... <laughs> they're all awesome kelvin yeah. every one of them is just the most awesome person and i just i just i i loved them all and they yeah. had one they're making more of this okay because it's it's a hit they, yeah uh, there there was one surprising moment for carly and i um i don't know her name the redheaded girl she was featured yeah. a lot in several yeah, episodes she's great she's like <laughs> what she she has a great quote too like she's so real well there was oh. one point where I don't, she was, uh, she was on a date and the guy, they kind of, he pulled her outside to like the boardwalk area and he's like, you know, let's dance. And they've got the music going and she's kind of starts and he doesn't realize yeah. she kind of has like a, a movement thing. Yeah. Um, she stops the stairs at him. Or whatever, yeah. Well, she, he, he kind of mimicked her yeah. as he thought she was dancing and he kind of mimicked her movement. And she immediately stopped and she goes, please stop making fun of my disability. And yeah. it was a very real moment. And he had no intention that. Or knew hey, that I thought he, was he doing explained that. it pretty well. Yeah. He's like, I literally just asked you to dance. Right. He's like, I thought we were dancing. But when she did it, Carly and I just kind of like froze. We were like, uh oh, what's going to happen now? You know, is it going to go bad? <laughs> but it didn't. So it was, it was great. We loved it. Yeah, she was she was had some great lines. There's they're good. Which reminds me of another show. I think mm. I told you guys was the Speed Cubers. I think it was. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I did not watch that one. It's a forty minute. I, I mean, it's really short documentary about Rubik's cube competitions mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's good. And it also is basically the same subject. Because they're one of the best guys in the world at it. Has is autistic, mm-hmm. and he, you know, it's just about like some ch- the championships in the last year or two, 
and him competing against this other guy who was always the best. And that guy, I mean, and they're all just freaking the greatest people. They're all just, just caring about each other and stuff. And, you know, watching out for the people that have problems and stuff, but it's just a, I mean, it's amazing. First off to watch these people do these Rubik's cubes. Like mm. they have, they have the cubes that are almost like have, you know, four rows or five rows or, you know, on each side, they just get bigger and bigger. The, the main event is the traditional three, mm-hmm. you know, three rows on each side, but, but they do that in like, they can solve a Rubik's cube in lo- like less than 10 seconds. Every yeah. Time. Well, even on that dating show, one of the guys, he had a whole bunch of them and they were different shaped and different. Um, they were yeah, the larger the ones and, and he was, he was, he's like, I like puzzles and he was working them out whenever he got anxious or whatever. So, yeah, that's, that's, it's a, it's a good pairing. These two. Yeah. Shows. Yeah. That's called the speed cubers. Hmm. Um, that should not have the word of the in front of it. Just why not? Just call it the Facebook. It's just speed cubers. Come on. Anybody, uh, anybody binge watch Umbrella Academy season two this week? Really? I didn't even get into the first season, so I, I know it's a huge hit. Yeah, but I, I, I never finished the first one. Yeah, we we really enjoyed uh, season one and had went through it pretty quickly when it had come out, and so Carly was especially excited about season two. She watched it all in one day. Um, I watched it over two days. And, um, it's, it's still good. I like season one a little better. Um, I just, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but, but, uh, this season, I thought the episodes were a little shorter than season one, which made it kind of go, you know, of course, quicker. Um, but I, I wrote down in my notes, less hard hitting. Like I didn't think it was quite as violent as season one. So it was a little toned down, I thought, more for those, maybe season one was more the adult teenager level, and season two, I thought they kind of, they brought it down to maybe that PG-13 um, rating, whatever you want to call it. Um, right. But I thought you guys would really like it because of the time travel stuff. This one is heavy on the time travel stuff. Um, to where they go back to into the night. It's pretty much all set in the 1960s. So it starts out and they're all kind of uh, picks up from when they transported out season one and they all kind of get spread out among like three different years, six from 60 to 63. And there's a lot of JFK stuff in there. Um, it, it, I, I really enjoyed it. I don't give too much away because I know a lot of people probably haven't seen it yet. So, yeah, I like I like season well, <laughs> season one quite a lot. Uh, I think I'm just it'll be one of those ones I kind of save up for when I get Netflix again. I'll that'll mm-hmm. be one of the first things uh, I watch, yeah. but it's not worth <laughs> getting a month of Netflix just to watch that for me. Yeah, the only really bad thing about it was Diego's hair in this one. For some reason, he has long hair and. It's very off-putting. <laughs> so, um, releasing tomorrow. By the way, I'm going to recommend this without even seeing it. Um, oh, cool! Uh, Disney Plus is uh, is releasing a documentary called um, Howard. Ready to stand. Ready to stand. As a lyricist, the last great place to do musicals is in animation. The combination of Howard Ashman's talent and the Walt Disney name was a home run waiting to happen. The stuff that was coming out of Howard's pen lyrically was just unbelievable. It's a quiet, you know what I mean? It's a quiet village. Yeah. Howard and Ellen Minkin had captured the imagination of a generation. We knew something really special was happening, but what we didn't know was that in nine months, Howard would be gone. And Howard said, we really have to have a serious talk. I'm sick. In animation history and in musical history, Howard's mark is indelible. Me. Ah, yes. Howard's gift was so strong and his light was so bright that 
it has not diminished over the years. Based on Howard Ashman, if you've seen Waking Sleeping Beauty, we've talked about him before. He was the lyricist of Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, all that Disney Renaissance stuff. He was the guy that wrote the lyrics to all those big songs. How and much more above the price of my subscription to Disney Plus do I have to pay to watch this? Zero. This is really yeah. This is not a that's new. It's not Mulan. Um, but Howard Ashman he passed away from AIDS before Beauty and the Beast ever um, was finished. So I, we've talked about him before. I'm just going to tell you right now the documentary is going to be great. Uh, that's a that's a preview. Yeah. A plus. Wow. That's right. Are you um, in the Umbrella Academy? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, well, what week, do you think of that Mulan news? Yeah. So we got the announcement. Um, twenty twenty nine ninety nine. Twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. On top what? of what you already like, pay for Disney Plus. But th- okay, Cliff. And Alicia take the kids, he's saving money there. 50 bucks like, if we take the kids. That's less than they would have spent at the theater. That's true. Well, I'm trying for... to be cheap like Michael. From yeah, that's how my you My friend do. level on the spectrum and yeah. the other Michael. That He's cheap too. And we don't like to just freaking throw money around like that. Well, the interesting... It's just, that's a ridiculous price to me. Especially now, when... We have talked about this before about... Mm-hmm first run movies and streaming at home and yeah, what would you pay for I know, well, this has been a long topic of conversation and now it's, ha- it's really happening started now. the debate yeah 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 i don't i i i mean i i just don't like that it's on a subscription service that i i have that's my problem with it it's like it's You're- not like disney is giving me that much content that i want personally Mm-hmm. And what's next? What you know? Well, isn't um, that, you know, that, Amazon Prime next? Huh? You can watch like you know the King of the what's the Pete Davidson movie came out on Amazon Prime, but you had to rent it separately mm-hmm. and pay extra for it. Like, is it that much different than that? Well, that, you don't have to have a uh, subscription to Prime to rent a movie on Prime, like on Amazon. Yeah, right, or anything. I could get that thing anywhere or whatever it i'm 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 saying i'm paying them for content and now they're like okay but if you want the actual good content it's this one now i know it shouldn't be for time like you know you're paying it'll be on disney plus you know in six months you're right 30 is the premium you're paying Mm -hmm. for the first run right that if it was 20 i wouldn't say anything i think it was 20 dollars which is what they are doing on the with these other movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say anything, but where do they get well, off thinking well, you, that they can charge that much more? Well, th- this They're, is they just announced last quarter's revenue was down forty two percent from twenty nineteen. Disney only made eleven point eight seven billion last quarter. Yeah, so so I, where's I actually, the rest of that going to come from? <laughs> I I, I, I have the the Good Disney point. third. Third quarter earnings report that just came out. Got okay, sent it to Cliff first. Yeah. I haven't read it yet, but I recommend. It. He exactly, exactly. The company uh, took in three point five billion dollars. Right. Or I'm sorry, the company took a three point five billion dollar hit to to its operating income due to the parks being closed around the world. Okay, so the parks being down that the parks were down eighty five percent. All right, for the quarter. They had a net loss of $4.72 billion overall. So, they announced this Mulan deal. As soon as they do that, they also announced um, they have a new streaming service coming to not our country, but other countries um, from the Star Network that was acquired in the Fox deal. Their stock immediately rose 5% in the extended trading after Bob Chapek announced that. Okay. $29.99 premium Mulan coming. And we've got a new Star Network coming out. Stock immediately had 
went up after that. I'm not. I don't. I don't have any problem with them trying to recoup the money. You know, they need to. We have this mm-hmm. product that we cannot get to the people, mm-hmm. and we want to do what these other people are doing and put it out for you know consumption. That's fine. I don't like the price. Can can, can because it's almost twice as much as everyone else is charging. Yeah, I get that. I that's I do. my problem. I do and. I guess as a Disney consumer, I'm so used to paying a premium over the competition. That could be part of it. Also, it could be an experiment of how much will people pay. They do that. If we let's try it at twenty nine ninety nine. If nobody buys it, maybe we'll move it back to twenty five or twenty or whatever. Or the next that- one we'll put out, you know, at a at a better rate. But. The thing that I thought was interesting was the movie theater chains are ticked off that they're doing this because they're taking well, they've the money. All, yeah, they've always resisted that idea yeah. of you know, at-home premieres. Right. Um, <laughs> and then... They need to do... they. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Athena Cinema does... has some deal with, with, with independent movies or whatever, but you can't... They, you can watch it online what they would have in the theater, but you know, it's independent movies, but you pay them. They've got deals, you know, so they continue the relationships and mm-hmm. you just watch it through their website or whatever and yeah. pay a small, you know, whatever you would pay to go see it in the theater. It's like, why can't they figure that out? It's all the stuff I talk about the comic book industry of holding back innovation and, you know, changes that might have growth because, well, we don't want to change anything. We don't want to make comic shop owners mad. It's the same thing in the Hollywood. We have to keep these theater owners happy. Well, there's fewer and fewer theater owners now. There's fewer and fewer theaters making less and less money every year. So you have to, why wait till the industry's almost dead before you figure out something new and a different way to do it? A um, couple other numbers from that earnings call real quick that I found interesting. Disney now here. Has... I thought I had a scoop. I thought those numbers would impress you. I wasn't. You're I'm sitting not... here. You've got I, the he's the one that sent from the... Wall Street. He sends them the numbers. <laughs> I'm impressed. Disney now has 100 million paid subscribers across all its streaming platforms, meaning wow. Hulu, ESPN Plus, Disney Plus. A hundred million paid subscribers. Half of those, roughly are Disney Plus subscribers. Disney Plus has 60.5 million paid subscribers already, already meeting their five-year goal for the service with four years left to go in that goal. Wow. Imagine if like every account wasn't shared by about 12 people. Right. <laughs> That's true. Imagine where they wouldn't have to charge twenty nine ninety nine for Mulan. I'd say a lot of that's thanks to the situation we're in. A lot of people got Disney Plus because they didn't have anything else to do. That that's really that's. I agree. I think that's a very so true by statement. all means take advantage yeah. of them and charge them a lot of money. Well, so I hadn't watched movie on there. I hadn't watched anything on there for a while, but one thing did get me to log back into Disney Plus. It was the Muppets. Yes. We had a new Muppets Muppets. Now. Muppets Now. Muppets No. (laughs) I'm I'm interested to hear what you thought. I'm sure Cliff loved it. I think Seth hated it. I'm somewhere in the middle. Like, it was fine. I I, I don't think it was. It it wasn't uh, made for me. No. It's not my Muppets. Yeah. (laughs) I was impressed, though, thinking, you know, it took a lot of the classic. Mm-hmm. feel of the Muppets or the classic characters but it it's it's not a show from the 70s mm-hmm. like it's not a show from the two, chef. it's the show from 2001 right, right being zoomed at you but yeah it's you know the Swedish chef is like a Julia Child type show in the 70s but mm-hmm. now when I was cooking competitions right that's what the kids now are familiar with mm-hmm. and uh what what other bit there was there I remember thinking wow this is kind of a modern take all the uh uh, well, what was the like the talk show back and forth felt like a 
Yeah. But you can this is the one talking. time you didn't need to zoom. It's like you just make a show. Oh my god, we're gonna have to watch so many Zoom shows for the next five years because nobody think... realizes we don't want to see that. Uh, yeah. yeah, the Muppets. Just make the Muppet show. Yeah, have, have you ever seen the behind show? the scenes? Like the guys with the puppets are all crawling around on the floor, like they're all on top of each other. Like, you know, yes, the Muppets are not transmitting <laughs> viruses, but <laughs> the people behind the Muppets would be in very they're still close doing proximity. that. Why do we have to do through this fake clicking around on the screen thing? I did what enjoy the, the uh, uh, Scooter's little part where he had launched the show before anybody could give him notes as the producer of the show. I thought that was rather clever. And then as soon as the Why? show starts, immediately he's getting just bombarded with emails and messengers uh, about how they're all unhappy with with this or that. I thought that was. I thought cute. that was stupid. That annoyed the hell out of me. <laughs> I like Scooter. I I like that back thing. Scooter and Kermit was probably my favorite part about the Muppet Show. Is Kermit's trying to be in charge and Scooter's running around trying to do stuff for him. And I like their back and forth mm-hmm. back there by the desk, just off the stage. And it's like this was not that. And who? What? I don't know the story. I'm sure you do. Who's the guy that got screwed that actually can do that voice? There's oh, some dude. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. we talked the, the about guy, him. Yeah. What about, was the deal? Well, the deal was he was, um, if I remember correctly, he was doing, trying to prevent number one with the Muppets. They tend to, when you have a character, it's, it's kind of like a legacy deal where, they expect you to ha- kind of have like an understudy in case, you know, to pass it on eventually or whatever. Right. He refused to do that. He also, um, I think, was kind of doing some stuff himself, maybe. Like, not through the proper channels. Okay? like kind of I don't know all that. Kermit on the side stuff, I think, I if guess. I remember correctly. What? Is this like an Elmo thing? <laughs> no. Okay. But, but, and, and I, it, I don't know what an Elmo thing is, but it sounds, we all shady. understood it. No and one knows what you meant, but we it all sounded shady. <laughs> so either way, he fell out of the good graces of Disney and Henson. And well, uh, this guy, whatever, this guy's the new guy's voice. Mm-hmm. It's just some guy talking. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just some guy that barely sounds like Kermit the Frog talking occasionally you're like hey it kind of does sound like yeah like but 90 percent of the time i'm like that's just some guy talking (laughs) it's not a deal they've been doing a voice it's like this is supposed to be the muppets that's because the old guy wouldn't serve as a mentor and teach the guy how to do it there's nobody that can talk like kermit the frog (laughs) that's like the Looney Tunes thing irritates me too over the years because I I mean what's it is it like the old stuff just was drawn animation and now everybody uses computer yeah, animation I think it's so. never the it's never going to be as good as it used to be unless they I mean I don't care what they do it never looks the way it used to it's fine this yeah. new stuff is fine but it does not look like the old stuff and. I mean, I know it must, it's just so much easier to do it this new way, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look as good. I, I, it just drives me freaking crazy. You know how artists are. They want to, they tend to want to put their own little spin on everything too. Everybody always looks fatter in all new animation mm-hmm. uh, of Looney Tunes specifically. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched just any like, of that. I, I just, I like the classic look of these characters and the voices and I, it bugs me bugs see uh, that they can't find anybody to do the voices of any of these characters well miss piggy on this mm-hmm. show sounded like miss piggy mm-hmm. you know it was like yep and they gonzo. can't find gonzo did too yeah yeah, yeah. it's like what i just feel like there's got to be a million dads out there that can do a kermit the frog <laughs> voice you know what i mean <laughs> that's what dads do uh, well i i didn't absolutely love this show but I didn't dislike it. I thought I, you have to keep in mind this show's been in production for a long time. It was announced 
way back before what, that's, before that COVID. Means they had a lot that's... of time. Well, what, what I'm saying is the the concept of the show has already been decided. It's this is what how you know it was different at the time before COVID, and now here we are, and everybody is doing that. It's just really bad timing. I just want it to be good. I want. Yeah, I, I do want, too. What was uh? I feel like I remember hearing. Well, there was something Josh Gad was going to do, which I'm not a big fan of his, but that I remember thinking whatever the idea was was sounded good. Oh, as I a, what with it was. the Muppets. Yeah, what was it yeah, supposed to be? I, d- I remember whatever it was that they didn't end up doing sounded mm-hmm. like a way better idea than what anything yeah. they ever do. I don't know. I say I, I guess I'm just a buddy duddy. I like my original Muppet show, you're my a, Muppet movie and all that. You're a Muppet purist. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just like I want I would watch new Muppets if it was good. Like I, I mean the I know Chef mean. stuff was was good. Yes. And you know, that was good. The went with the updated jokes of, you know, having the, the, even the Miss Piggy stuff was good because mm-hmm. she was being Miss Piggy. That was good. But it was honestly I think it was just too casual. Who were they sitting and talking to when I shut it off? That it was just like, are you filming this? Why are we filming this? There's a there's somebody's holding a Kermit the Frog pup Muppet up here, and some dude is just talking and mouth and doing this. And who was who was, was it? RuPaul or somebody they were talking to? Yeah, yeah. RuPaul was the interview. This was the most casual conversation that was boring as hell, and just went it just went on and on until that's when I shut it off. I was just like. You guys aren't even doing a Muppet show anymore. I think my, You're just my talking to some guy. issue with the Muppets, I, I don't think Disney has done a very good job with them. But when when that the Muppets movie came out, like not the Muppet movie, but the Muppets that Jason Siegel did a few years ago, <laughs> I thought that was... Well, freaking Muppet walked in here right now. <laughs> would blow it away. Beat it, to death. it is hard to get salt out of that fur. That would be the best tasting Muppet. But I thought Jason Siegel did a really, a really excellent yeah. job with that movie. Yeah. Because it that. felt old school. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, and I think and that's... What? Being the first episode... Might be the only one a lot of people watch, and right. like you know, that the level of celebrity we get RuPaul, Tay Diggs, and yeah. Linda Cardellini. Tay mm. Diggs, like that's where, we're, like, not that those people are very famous, they're they have big fan bases, but that's not like the celebrity oomph I would expect that the Muppets should be able to draw anyone. Yeah, I wh- why would you not have Mark Hamill in there? First thing, boom. It's like that would have been a great callback to some classic Muppet show, and just I don't know what people are doing. <laughs> and again, even if it is for a younger generation, yeah, Mark like Hamill would have about to Linda us. Cardellini. Yeah, but yeah, what yeah, what twelve year old is like? Oh yes, Linda Cardellini, RuPaul, baby. <laughs> Ask him what he likes to do, where he eats, <laughs> his lunches, you know. Ask him some very trivial questions right now. Yeah, just say it, it however. Seems... Don't even try to sound like Kermit the Frog. Just talk to him. <laughs> just gotta go like this. It just seemed kind of limited <laughs> by the format and by how hard everyone was trying. But I did like, I like the, whatever, the social network or whatever. It was called the Rainbow Connection. Like all yeah. the Muppets were chatting. It was called the Rainbow Connection. <laughs> I didn't make it that far. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch a few more episodes for sure, and anticipating it gets better because I think it will. Um, you told me to watch that last episode of the gallery thing on Disney. Oh yeah, it was good. It was really good. Yeah, I don't know how I hadn't watched it to that point, but it was like, was it episode eight or whatever? I think it, yeah. they just kind of the wrap up and everything. Yeah, it's co- called connections, and it was all like all the little things they put into Mandalorian, mm-hmm. trying to connect to old material, which was that's what fan we're talking service. about. That's exactly fan. what I'm saying. The problem with what the Muppets are doing, it's like <laughs> they, you got to have all this crap in there. They need to call Dave like, Filoni. Oh, yeah, I... 
had the ice a whole a whole segment on the ice cream maker. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I loved it. It, it. The whole holiday special footage talking about the gun and you know and Yeah. I would love to have some of that art that that guy drew all this stuff before mm-hmm. they filmed it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I I can't wait for season great 2. Stuff. I cannot wait for season 2. Talking about the dark saber and mm-hmm. And then seeing all those five of first guys getting to show up and be on the show and stuff. And yeah, uh, that I love that. You know, them so not even knowing what they were going to be in, right. just right. show up and bring your gear and and hey, you're on the show. That's fabulous. But I thought that dark saber, the prop was, I couldn't believe they made that. Yeah, like it, I did like the point that they were saying, like trying to remind themselves it, yeah i think it was feloni saying it's like it doesn't have to look like it does in the cartoon because mm-hmm. that is you know a different that's a whole art style you know right. of the cartoon that's not how it would look in real life yeah you know it basically looks just like it does in the cartoon but it looks fine i mean it looks fine but it's like they they act like they take you know they really don't need to make things look like the cartoon the cartoon is kind of stylizing yeah the you know yeah live action stuff they need to get the ewok movies on disney plus especially after teasing us uh, with the blurgs and showing that hey these did come from this and freaking um his name just escaped me diabetes Wilford Wilford Brimley Brimley passed away. We need that Ewok movie on Disney Plus. Caravan of Courage, right now. Oh, he was in that. Is that yeah. your freaking? Oh. Hit the brakes, folks. We're doing a one job. <laughs> Okay, Wilfred Brimley died at 137 years old. Mm. He was born 65 and a half years old. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Emerged from his cocoon. With Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you guys have anything pop, pop uh, to mind right away that... Other than caravan, how big a role does he have in that? Um, he is like he's bigger than most Ewoks, so I assume it was a pretty big, role. pretty big. Well, this um, one, this says it was. Uh, was he in another one too? Because this one says Battle of Endor. Yeah, the the Caravan of Courage was the first one. Battle of Endor was the second one. So basically, he's in both. No, he is okay, in the second in, he... one. The first one was about the family that crash lands and um. Then in the second one, they all die except for the little girl, and then she runs into um, Wilford Brimley's character, and him and her are the stars of the movie along with Wicket. So they battle these guys that look like the Marauders from Episode Four of the Mandalorian when when they go to the the planet with the blue shrimp. And the marauders that come into their village. I don't know what the, you're speaking with the of. with the chicken walker. No, yeah. Okay. But the the bad guys in the in, in battle for Endor look like those guys. Oh. So I'm going over to that stove and get me some more soup. Whatever you do, you stay right where you are. Uh let's see what we got here. He was in the Wild Wild West. 
Hmm. Whatever that is. A lot of junk here. He was in a lot. I mean, he was a big actor. Yeah, I was trying. I'm, a... So I'm kind of surprised. I'm not. I, I'm surprised every time I look at somebody's catalog and there's like nothing. Cocoon was yep. huge for him, you know. I got a couple of things I I need to talk about with you. Yeah. Yeah. I guess me and your grandma are going away, David. Where to? Well, that's not important. What's important is that when we get where we're going, we'll never be sick, we won't get any older, and we won't ever die. You're joking me, right? No. No. Would I be able to visit you, Grandma? No. And we wouldn't be able to visit you either, and that kind of bothers me. I'd never see you again? No. When would you go, if you did? Soon, my boy, soon. You know where? Where? Look up. Outer space, my lad. Outer space. Who's gonna take it outer space? It don't matter. Um. The thing I just watched for the first time recently. He was in. Um. Let's see. Ewok thing, Tender Mercies. Did you hear about the Morgans? In and Out, I guess he was in. Don't remember him. Uh, Hard Target. That's where he's like riding a horse yeah. with a bow and arrow. It just looking like Wolfer Brimley. You know, I mean, he <laughs> the guys always look the same. Yeah, hundred years old and just wasn't he in that TV show Our House? In like the late 80s, early 90s. Let me look that up. Gus Witherspoon had a peaceful life until his whole family moved in. You've been taken over by the invasion of the body snatchers. Does Gus have the nerve to put up with this lively bunch? Don't you ever bet I don't have the nerve. Wilfred Brimley stars in Our House, Sundays this fall. You saying that reminds me of him being in something, but... I- I don't remember that being that being the name of it. Yes, Our House. Um, aired on NBC for two seasons. Uh, I thought it was on longer than that. Um, centers on the Witherspoon family and challenges they face adjusting to life with three generations living in the same house. It starred also Shannon Daughtery. What did I say? Shannon Daughtery. Daughtery. <laughs> and Chad Allen. But I remember that show. I vaguely remember. Who was the mom? Um, Deidre Hall. Yeah, the the what girl from uh yeah from is this the one with Corky? No, that was a different show. Okay, but I I could I as soon as you said him in a show, I remember I could picture her. She was a girl, the woman from Days of Our Lives. Yeah, can't remember her name on that, but yeah, what was the one with Corky? Life goes on, or something. Yes, like that. life goes on. I can't remember what the deal. I remember the show though. I can picture the house. I would have never come up with the name of this show. But um, I can. I, I don't remember it being bad. He was in China Syndrome. He was in The Natural. Yes, he was the manager in The Natural, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good he's movie. He's in True Grit. Okay. Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. Oh, really? And we just watched recently, because it was on Netflix, uh, The Firm. So, Mitch, this is a debriefing. Know pretty much what you told the fellas, so I kind of got the picture. Now, it's my job to give you the picture. What I'm concerned about, son, is this. The FBI wouldn't have come after you if they didn't figure they'd get to you. What do you suppose made them think that? 
I have no idea. Well, see, it's my job to have an idea about that. For example, they might know how important your young wife is to you, and they might choose that. How? Avery says last Friday you took the afternoon off. He figures you might have been with another woman. That's where he play. He plays like the security for, for the firm. He's the main guy in charge of security, and it it's just so funny because I remember it being such a funny thing because he was the diabetes guy and he was getting the crap beat out of him by Tom Cruise, <laughs> and he's like saying, you know, he's just like cussing up a storm and everything. So, what's your vote? I got to tell you, whatever year that was, I watched the movie Hard Target a minimum of five times. I don't know. I watched that movie over and over again, and I don't, I can't to this day tell you why. Right? He had a, he had a, he was like from the bayou. He had a real Louisiana Cajun accent. Here, drank. But do not spill. <laughs> it killed the grass. The place is clean. He just left. Is this like a most dangerous game type thing? I see, I'm having a hard time even remembering. Yeah, it was like they were. He was Jean Claude Van Damme was being hunted, and like he went out to Wilfred yeah, Brimley he, had to help him. He was an old like Cajun guy who lived out in the bayou. And like gave him a bow and arrow and whatever. Yeah. yeah, it was it was ridiculous that nineties like extreme. Yeah. It says he was a wealthy sportsman who hunts homeless men as a form of recreation. Ah, okay, there we go. That's that sounds right. Why do I not remember that game or that movie? Huh. But I I don't know that I've ever seen another Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Oh, pff. but for some the reason, the best that one, one, Sudden Impact. No, I've never seen it, but for some reason I've seen Hard Target. Kickboxer? Never. Or, yeah, Bloodsport is great, of no, course, but Bloodsport... We're not sudden, doing a one-job. <laughs> and Sudden Impact is the hockey one. Swerve, we're going to do a twofer again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Coon... Could it just be his diabetes commercial? I was going to say, could we just that do diabetes? Would be his, that would be his one job. That's what yeah. everyone knows about. Yeah. Uh, we did uh, it. I can see, yeah, Thing is pretty simple, uh, a pretty good choice. Cocoon would probably be his most famous mm. mainstream role. But yeah, who knows more about him than hundreds of times on TV talking about his diabetes. If you have type 2 diabetes like I have, you're confronted with choices. You can choose to feel sorry for yourself. I hope you don't. I hope you choose to get involved with a good doctor. Find out some things about diabetes and your own body in the bargain. You learn to check your own blood sugar and check it often. That, along with a simple diet and exercise program, can help keep your diabetes under control. Seems like a slap in the face. A little bit, but... (laughs) We never get to do this to anybody that's, like, in the prime of their lives. (laughs) We're always like, well... Well, Jean-Claude would be, but... This person just lived their whole life. They just died, and we are going to distill them down to a series of commercials they did. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I don't know if I can vote for the diabetes. We I could I could vote for it. if you guys are in. I'll vote for them. I mean, what, what's your actual answer? As uh, like uh, legitimate acting, non-commercial. I I immediately remember him from the Ewok movie, but it's probably Cocoon. I don't even know if I've ever watched. I watched that movie. I feel like I I feel like I I was too young to not be bored by what I was watching. I think when I saw it, I was like, "Eh." oh, the face of the Quaker Oats as well. Yep, true, true. So Look, we if we can't do diabetes, we, we're not doing Quaker Oats. <laughs> I wanted. I was. I was kind of between the, the firm and the thin. So, but I don't think I got any. I can't say I've seen either one of those. Wow. 
So, I mean, it's not a big deal to me. I, whatever. I'm trying to look up what the commercials were for. Like, he wasn't promoting diabetes. <laughs> so, like, what, I was thought he was company, telling you, if you gotta drug? go, get diabetes. Like, I'm Google. I can't find an actual... It was just, like, raising awareness. The American uh, Diabetes Association. Yeah, I don't, oh, was okay. it just some vague, like... Yeah, I don't even know what he was advertising, but that's what he's that's what he's most famous for. I don't know either. I never questioned it. I just decided we're supposed to something about diabetes. <laughs> he's, then he shouldn't. It, it, he's not a very good uh, spokesman. Then if we don't even know yeah, what right. he's promoting, yeah. There's a million different diabetes memes out there, but oh, none yes. of them. They are infinite commercial let's see liberty medical does that sound right sounds like a liberty medical commercial yeah was it an insurance deal uh in the annals of history (laughs) wilfred brimley will forever be known as wilfred brimley the diabetes guy hi i'm wilfred brimley and i've had diabetes for about 20 years I stay active and I feel pretty good most of the time. See, I do a few simple things now. I'm not perfect, but I try and watch my diet and exercise, and I check my blood sugar. And I get all my diabetic testing supplies from Liberty Medical. If you're 65 or over and on Medicare, call Liberty. They can help you live a better life. (laughs) We did it. We did it. Oh, wow. I had... um... A few other things, but uh, we're about an hour into it, guys. Yeah, this is a good place to cap this one. Okay. All right. Well, that was off the cuff and in your face, and great. Yeah. Kapow now, just like Muppets now. Kapow now. Kapow now. No. Kapow now, brown cow. (laughs) I performance kapow. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we will be back soon with even more. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show, Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udownwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share.